This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. We've got a question here that is a hot topic. So baby. Here, oh, baby. <laughs> so here's the question, Michael. And again, they're asking about Village Church. Yep. Why does Village Church, why do you not have one Sunday a month where you have traditional church music? Mm. Okay. So there's no way we're going to answer this question and, and make not everybody somebody. happy. Somebody's going to not be upset about it. Yep. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be candid. I'm going to tell That's you what we think. probably best. I'm going to tell you why we do what we do, why we don't do other things. Um, and you may hear them and say, I disagree. And you're welcome to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I can pretty much guarantee you. The trajectory of our music is not going to change. Um, and in term, by that, I mean we're on a trajectory. We're on a trajectory that, that the church leadership has decided, yep. and, and that's the direction we're going as a church. Yes. So there are so many sub-questions to this, and um, let's just start talking, and they're going to come out, and we'll be as candid as we can. Let me just first go at the question. Was, they go on, they say, music that is accompanied by either a piano or acoustic guitar, some of us, quote, older people can't handle the loud music the younger people like. First and foremost, the question, um, I get where they're coming from. Um, I get it. Okay. I'm, I'm not even going to try to disagree. I'm not going to say they're dumb or they're wrong. I get it. Right. Okay. When I am an old person, <laughs> I am not going to like the music that we play in churches. Pretty much guarantee it. That may um, be true. Or maybe not. Yeah, you know, maybe true. I, I know some just people give, in my generation that, well, you know what? You're not old yet, dude. Yeah, well, Shush, I hope you're I, not I hope old I'm, yet. I'm 20 okay. years your senior. No, this, if this person is under 70, then then I'm going to rebuke them. You're not old. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I self tell people, until you're like upper 70s, early 80s, you cannot self-identify as old. Okay. But let me just, the, the question assumes something. Yes. That all old people object to what we're doing and they don't they don't and um all old people it says that some of us older some of us older people can't handle the loud music the younger people like some of you yeah so i appreciate the way they phrased it mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is i first and foremost want to right. say you're right there are some people who quote can't handle it um and i want to say why can't you handle yeah, why it? Can't i don't you? know the reason it could be the loudness of it um and there are ways around everything and that's fine right. like you could put in earplugs you could do different things and you could say why do you even have to do it in such a way you have to put in earplugs and that's i get it that's a mm-hmm. fair question mm-hmm. okay so why why don't we do one time a month um very simply there's a few things here number 1 we're going to do one thing we're going to do that one thing as to the best of our ability best we can and that one thing is going to be done with intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not going to start having two different worship services. And um, that'll just divide the church. It will divide the church. Um, worship is already a superheated issue, right. super, super heated. And so what happens is when you start giving both sides of the party a little bit of leverage or a mm-hmm. lot of bit of leverage, um, what you end up doing is creating more division and right. more demand. Here's what I guarantee you. I promise you, if we did this, here's what would happen. They would start fighting for two times a month. Yes. And then three um, or divide. Since we have two services on Sunday morning, why can't we have one traditional, one traditional and one, one contemporary? contemporary? And we we made a decision a long time ago. We will never do that. That is going to um, We are going to have one. Tr- I, uh, we were just at a church, not you and I, me and another church leader about a month ago. And we walked in at the end of the early service and they had a traditional in the early service and they had a contemporary mm-hmm. and later service. 
Um, and th- it was all gray hairs. There was nobody young there. And then we got to the other service, and there was no old people there. It was yeah. everybody was under fifty, um, to be honest with you. And even the pastor, when he spoke up front, he said, "Now look, this is the younger audience," and he addressed them. And it, what it did is it took everybody away from each other. And so here's what is a greater value. What is of greater value to me than one particular group of people having worship they love mm-hmm. is having everybody together. Yes, that is a higher value for me. And so right. there's no way to separate the music without breaking people apart. There's another, there's a few just practical things. Um, number one is it's actually really confusing for people when they come to one church service and they hear one style, one style. of music, then they come back the next week and they hear another style yeah. of music. Um, there are just some hospitality issues with that that I think are are hard. Um, and uh, bigger picture is, is that we have decided that we're going to go after um, one kind of trajectory and style of music mm-hmm. and that's just going to be what we're going to do. So when people come to Village, this is what everybody needs to understand. We will not engage in the worship wars. We uh, will we not engage in we, it. We can't because it's it's a battle that you can't win. You can never win. And when you give, when you start, when you start giving, we'll say creating sides. Yeah. It always goes bad. Yeah. We we will not do it. It's just because human nature and this culture cannot handle the discussion. Church after church after church are evidence of this. Right. And so here's what we tell everybody. If you're older or younger and you don't, some of the younger people don't think our music is progressive enough. Our older people think it's way too progressive or right. too loud. It's funny because every given week, somebody will say, it's too loud. It's too quiet. Why don't you pump it up more? Why don't you, I mean, yes. here's the rule. Nobody's ever happy all no, the time. Yes. That's the illusion. The illusion is that the younger people are happy and the older people are upset. And that's not the case. It is not the case. So what, here's what we've done is we have said, we will not divide our church. We will not engage in worship wars. We will not have two different styles of music. Or three or, or four. Or three or four. So or let whatever. me throw you one. I'm going to yeah. jump in here and how far this can be taken. I was at a church several years ago. Not only is there a divide between traditional and contemporary, in this church, which was a fairly large church, there were about 20 to 25 people that they love Southern gospel, which is a, a, a different style. And they really wanted to do Southern gospel regularly at the church, maybe once a month. Can't we have a Southern gospel concert on a Sunday night? Now, we didn't have a Sunday night service. We had Sunday morning and Saturday night services, but they had a desire to bring in a different style. And again, as a leadership team, we had to say, you know what? That's not going to be a good direction to Mm -hmm. go. We have chosen to do a certain style of music, a certain direction for music. We chose to say to this group, which was like I said, 25 to 30 people. It's a lot of people, yeah. Which is a lot of people. We told them no. Hey, we didn't we didn't say that Southern Gospel music was bad. We just said for us at the church that we were at, we would not go in that direction. Yep. The church I grew up in, great church, by the way. And and I just wouldn't do it this way. Um, I'm on the website and here's what they have. They have a liturgical service, a contemporary service, a traditional service, and a post-contemporary service. Oh my goodness. They have four different services with wow. four different teams, four different song choices, four different worship leaders, all different bands that oversee all these different things. Wow. Uh, it's a larger church. So they have some, you know, like I would just say, human personnel leverage and, to and do that. And they may you know? be able to do all four of those styles right. well. But what happens is generationally, by and large, You're those dividing. services are pretty pretty divided. Now, as I say that, I know the person asking the question doesn't want that. They're just like, can you just do one time a month and throw us a bone? Got it. Totally understand. The challenge is that in the worship wars, there are no bones to be thrown. Right. Once 
um, a little crack is open, the battles start beginning. We have w- watched this. Books are written on this. And mm-hmm. so here's here's just what we've done. There are some things we do as a church and that we don't do. Here's what we don't do. We don't we – will, we will talk about any doctrinal thing sure. you want, but our expanded teaching guidelines, they're not going to change. Right. Okay. Um, we can talk about Calvinism and predestination all you want. We can go back and forth, but our church's stance isn't going to change. You're free mm-hmm. to be here and believe something yep. different, and that's great. But we just decided these are things that we don't fight about, right? Right. And music is one of them. We've said, you know, we are not going to fight about music. We're just mm-hmm. not going to do it. It divides churches. It is harmful. It is It is not good. We will do one thing. We will do one thing well. We will do one thing to the best of our abilities, and we will just tell people when you come to village, this is not something that's going to change. So if you hate it, you are more than welcome to go to a different church. You're more than welcome to wear earplugs. You're more than welcome to not <laughs> sing. You're more than welcome to do whatever you need to do, right? I, we don't judge. Right. We're just not going to engage it. So let's just make sure that we're clear on a couple of things for uh-huh. our listeners. At Village Church, we sometimes will do the older hymns in a more contemporary way. Mm-hmm. One thing that we we will filter all our songs through all our worship is the first filter is, is it biblical? Is it theologically sound? That's the first question. If it passes that test, it doesn't matter whether it's a song that's been written yesterday or 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't pass that one, we're not going to do it village. The second one is, is this honoring to God? Mm -hmm. Is this singable? Can, Can we sing this song in a Corporately. Yeah. yeah, corporately, because there are songs that are solo songs, and then there's congregational songs. Yep. So some songs that we hear on the radio, great songs done by a solo, very difficult to do in a congregation or in a group setting. So we need to make sure that we kill this assumption. Yep. All new songs are bad, all old songs are good, or yep. vice versa. There's a lot of old songs that there's are terrible. There's a lot of old a lot songs, of new songs that, that have are terrible. very bad theology. <laughs> there's a lot of new songs that have bad theology. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of old songs, very difficult to yep. sing. We don't understand the words. One of the things that we've anecdotally- uh, There you go. You're getting that uh, word in again. Recognize the village is that when we do more, um, we'll just say lyrically light songs, um, mm-hmm. doctrinally sound, but not lyrically deep. Yeah. Church doesn't really respond. Well, our church responds to, to doctrinal deeper. depth. It's yes. really interesting. And it's actually been a new filter that we yes. started to um, work through with our songs. Yeah, we're not going to do songs that are just fluff. Yeah, there's just been a handful of songs that our church loves because of their depth. And yeah. um, that's just a unique thing about village. That's kind of who we are. I'm not saying shallow. I mean, there are shallow Psalms, you know what I mean? And they sing them corporately. That's not my issue. I just learned at Village anecdotally that they (laughs) respond well anecdotally (laughs) to that. They they do. Village Church responds very well to deeper theological songs that teach a deeper meaning about either God or about where we're at or what God is doing in our life. Absolutely. So let me tell you why we chose the trajectory of contemporary music, and then we'll be done with this because I don't want to really start a fight over it. We chose it because in our community, um, it is the most diverse style of music that has the least amount of, we'll say, grinding on the culture. Okay. And if we were in the inner city, if we were in a more Hispanic-centered community, we would do things different. Sure. Um, we do a service, a Village of Victory. It's a different service. It's a different site. They yes. do different music. Um, that because is for sure. It is a retirement community, and they lead music in that community that is the most palatable for the primary demographic and cultural context. What's interesting is that our music is very well responded to from sixth grade 
all the way up to about 65 years old. And that's the primary group mm-hmm. by and large, not everybody, but by and large, that group of people does not have issues with the volume or the lyrics or the style or et cetera. Now there are always people who want something different, but here's what's interesting. Almost every single time someone says it's too loud, almost they're 65 or older, or they have a current physical disability mm-hmm. that's preventing them mm-hmm. from processing, we'll mm-hmm. say normally. Okay. Uh, by normally, I mean uh, maybe they have some major hearing issues. And mm-hmm. so if they got healed of that issue, their brain and their ears, I'm serious, they'd yeah, be able right. to process right. it better. You know, almost every single person though falls into those two categories, which shows us that demographically they're outside of the dominant demographic. Sure. And so one of the things that, like, you might be a pastor listening to this and you might say, you know what, most of my church, is 65 and older, so we're going to do that kind of music. And that's fine. That's not sin. But here's what you need to know. Most of the people 65 and under, as shallow as we all might be, won't go. Right. They just won't. And at some point, if your target audience is 65 and older, at some point, you're going to be out of a job. Yes. And that is where we have also made a decision. I mean, the majority of our church builds up older people, right? Older people are in leadership. They're getting teaching. They're getting community groups. I mean, they have so much access, women's ministry, men's, the list goes on and on. Sure. But there are a few things that we just understand that we want to continually say, you know what? We'll probably push toward a younger younger demographic, and one of those things will be musical style. Mm-hmm. But we found at Village is a is a musical style that is able to encapsulate again sixth grade to about sixty five years old, generally speaking, mm-hmm. and that has gone really well for us. And we want to continue to serve the most amount of people that we can. I'm just saying it's a practical reason; it's not theological, or whatever. But we also want to make sure that uh, because as you get older. Apparently, your spiritual maturity is supposed to is supposed should, to go up. You yeah, know, should grow. And I hope as I get older, my ability to worship Jesus in any kind of musical context that's God glorifying will grow. And the reality is, with younger people, they're they're not they're not mm-hmm. in the same place. Mm-hmm. For younger people, um, they won't go to a church if the, if they don't like the music. It is a huge barrier for people attending. So as I grow older, here's a, here's a commitment I've personally made: I will adjust to whatever the younger worship leaders who love God, love his word or doctrinally sound mm-hmm. to whatever genre of music they want to push toward. I was just in the car yesterday with somebody we were listening to shout to the Lord. <laughs> you remember the that song? song? Yeah. Yep. Maybe 15 years, 20 years. Yeah, I don't 20 know. Years probably. Man, when that song came out, it was rocking. Oh yeah. I that mean, was it, awesome. like, it was huge. Now, if we now were to we play shout to the Lord, it's like, you guys are so old, you know? And we just need to recognize that things change and I don't want, A, our music to become a roadblock. I want it to be helpful. I want it to be God-glorifying, and we're not going to fight about it. So we just made a decision, hey, this demogra- this kind of music gets the largest demographic. Um, it, it's not a stumbling block for our right. younger, more immature people, and uh, we feel like it still brings glory to God, and we still do a bunch of hymns. We just rewrite mm-hmm. them and redo yeah. different things um, because we don't ever want to get lost in the way it's always been. Right. Worship is not about going back to the way in the good old days and the way it used to be. Mm. Worship is is about bringing honor and glory to Jesus Christ communally, corporately. Okay. Yes. So, um, rewriting songs is a way to capture the beauty of those of those old lyrics, but not let them grow stale. Sure. And we love that. So, mm-hmm. and we're going to do that in a sound system that reaches a certain decibel point and <laughs> has a certain <laughs> kind of mix. And that's it is what it is. But I appreciate the question. I love the person. I, I love um, our old people, 
by and large, they don't make issues. No. And when it's too Not loud, they don't. they're super kind. I want to be really clear. Even the way this person asked the question, it's it's a fair question, and I, I appreciate it. And I'm not if, if there's emotions in me, I'm not even responding, I think, to this person. Right. I'm more responding to, like, the heat in our culture and our churches around worship. Mm-hmm. We don't want to fight over this. Yes. Thanks, listeners, for joining us today. Join us next time when we answer the question, did God make himself? Did God make himself?